I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit AbyssBattery.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the MVM Show and another episode, episode number six. Today we're talking about a very important topic that I know a lot of people have messaged me about, and that is the topic of the California duck hunting lottery and refuge system. So I got here today Travis McDonald. Uh, we're going to go over and try to explain it to you guys and let you know some stats and stuff like that. But before we do, I just want to remind you guys, if, if you don't know, if you found our podcast but don't know about our YouTube channel, we have a YouTube channel, Mid Valley Mercenaries, so go check us out on YouTube and subscribe for duck hunting content, tips, tricks, bass fishing, all that good stuff out here in California. Also, we're on Instagram and Facebook, so Travis, what do you think about this uh, system? How's your, actually, let's just go first, how's your day been? Oh man, long day, started a new job about a month and a half ago, so been working some OT, saving up some money so I can uh, go duck hunt a little bit more, you know, mm -hmm. upgrade the decoy system and like um, different things like that. And also, I think we're going to plan a trip to Canada later in October. Yes. So I got to get moving forward with my uh, passport and get that rolling. Is so. old Talon going or what? Yeah, if he gets a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, we, we actually got a pretty sweet... Um, trip to Canada coming up with 780 Outdoors. I think I might have mentioned him on one of the podcasts. He's actually going to come on the show and do a podcast with us hopefully this week. And then we got some other guys, some uh, guides for foul planes that are going to come on. So, guys, we got a lot, a lot of good stuff coming up. It's just trying to get work schedules and all that stuff lined out, you know. But as far as me, my day has been very interesting. <laughs> I'll just tell you this. This might gross anybody out, but I drank eight ounces of egg whites this morning, raw. Disgusting. And the reason I did that is I'm in. We're in the powerlifting. If anybody doesn't know that, that's listening, and it's way better for you than drinking a protein shake. In other words, you know, it's more. It's food, right? Instead of protein shake, will just burn off real quick, dude. Okay, I drink, okay, so what I did is I put in some Reese's creamer in it. It's an egg? A, yes. 
Okay. You lost me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thomas's nutritionist said that that's a way to you know get the in instead of drinking a protein shake, and it was good. I chugged it right this morning at like four thirty going to work, and I'm like that wasn't bad at all. I it like it had no taste, no smell, it just tastes like drinking Reese's, Reese's or whatever, dude. In like twenty minutes, <laughs> it started settling in, and it was just like I was feeling stuffed. Like I didn't cut an egg up, I didn't eat an egg, but it was just like I felt like I ate a dozen eggs, dude. I started feeling so unbelievably stuffed. It had settled. Dude, and then I go spray today in the mountains where it's like hills. So I'm constantly going up and down, up and down. Dude, I was queasy. I've been queasy all stinking day. Long as rough day. Ugh. Your poor wife this evening. <laughs> hey, it's already been hitting me. <laughs> you don't want to know. But anyways, so let's let's jump into it. Guys, this is I've uh, I've had people ask me, "Hey, why don't you guys do a video about the California lottery and refuge system?" And I've been wanting to put one together, but it's like, man, it's too much. It's too much to put it in a 10-minute video. Yeah, it's a lot to go over and discuss. Too much. But so, I mean, let's just jump right into what you got to do to put in. Okay, first off, guys, for those that want to know and don't know, you you can go on a refuge and hunt a public refuge, a state or federal. You do not have to have... A resi. Let's just get in that. How do you, how do you get a resi, Travis? And what's it cost? Tell us about that. Um, I believe it's a, when I say resi, it's a reservation. Yeah. So for each each reservation that you want to apply for, um, to get a reservation, and that's just a at chance. that reservation. Yeah. A chance again. I believe it's a dollar thirty four per application. Now you can only submit one application per refuge per day, but you can submit as many applications the whole as you season. Want to, yeah, I mean, but you can you can choose as many refuges as you want, but you can only apply to each one one time per day. So a dollar thirty four for each each uh, each day that you want to hunt a particular refuge. Um, if you want to hunt two refuges, of course, a dollar thirty four times two, and so on and so forth. Um, so you got that, and basically you got to apply. Isn't I believe it's uh, fourteen days in advance that you have to apply. Mm-hmm. Or 15, 15, 14. Something like 15. that. They have, to, they have to get it like fourteen days in advance, and it can be done online. Um, you can apply for a season long. Where do you go to do that? Uh, Cal- California Fish and Game. I just type in California Fish and Game and go to their website. Yeah, and Google, and then you go to their website. Yeah, and then apply there. Um, and you go you go into where the licensing it says licensing. You click on that, and you go in there where your guys is. You know, you go. You got to get a Go ID for non. I guess if we're talking for non residents, people that have never done it, you know, they're gonna have to go in there get a Go ID, put their you know name. Yeah, which would seem a little difficult because usually when you apply for a license, if you're out of state, unless you buy a season long, I think you can buy like two days or two or three day um, non-resident. And the cost of, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. The cost of a of a resident um, hunting license is 48.34, but for an out-of-stater, uh, for cost of non-resident state stamps and permits is 2109, federal duck stamps 25. I was trying to find something here that said, uh, "Oh, okay, here's a non-resident hunting license. For a season, it's one sixty nine oh five for a non-resident. A one-day license is twenty two ninety four. A two-day license is forty eight thirty four. Hmm. So I'm not sure how that would work if you know if you bought your license, mm-hmm. if you could specify the days it was for. 
And I don't even know how non-resident would apply for uh, for reservations, you know, because if you bought the license and then you applied, I would think that that two days only counts for the day until the, the first day you use it. Yeah. So just like what what else is like that? But how um, would you establish a Go ID without a hunting license? So you will. Once you get, then you would go ahead and apply for a resi. Yeah. But anyways, guys, that so you, you're gonna put in for these days. It's like Travis said, it's a dollar thirty four a day, and that well, it was for this last season. Maybe two two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty season might go up a couple cents. I don't know. Has it went up much? Do you remember? I remember it was like a buck. Yeah, like so it's went yeah. up. It probably goes up a cent or two every year. But anyways, you guys go in there, establish that, put your information just like you would on any out of state deal. Once you do that, you got a Go ID. Then you can go in there and put in for what's called, they call it, you know, waterfowl reservation. And you pick the refuge you want and you click on the day you want. And yeah, it's a dollar for dollar thirty four per every click, <laughs> every check mark you make, and which don't sound like much. But the thing is, that that's you taking a chance if you'll even get drawn. Yeah, and it Let depends on which you. refuge you want to hunt, you know, because some of yeah. the, the odds are... are you know, they're actually like terrible guys. Yeah, one in fifty-five <laughs> for some areas, I believe. Yeah, I think our local refuge that we go to a lot used to be it was one in four. I remember several years ago. I remember when it was one in three. Really? Yeah. And it's what one in eight or ten now? Something like that. And we were talking before we started this podcast, guys, uh, or this episode tonight. Um, no, no uh, bash on anybody, but I will tell you this. I You can go back and look all the way. I don't even know, maybe to the 70s. I went way back. And you can look at resis, like the odds of drawing a reservation for a specific refuge. Mm-hmm. Um, Unbelievable, like how much easier it was before 2001. And you guys are like, probably, why are you saying 2001? Well, guess who really got famous and popular in 2001? It was the Duck Commander. Yeah, the Duck Dynasty. Duck or, Dynasty guys. Yeah. And and the thing is, that's why a lot of hate has been put towards. Because I was like, man, these are the coolest guys. Why is people, you know, why are hunters yeah. treating them like that? And it's because it's the same thing as us. A lot of guys don't like it when we're putting videos up because they think we're trying to bring more people in to hog in the refuges that they want. In reality, what's what I have never understood about is like we always talk about. Let's get more hunters in fresh blood. We need to get the young, the next generation in. But now that that's happening, yeah, there's a there's a backlash to it. Yeah, because guys aren't liking, thinking, man. Now instead of me being able to get drawn maybe every third day hunt day, I might not get drawn for three months. Yeah, I mean, and that's I'm proof. Yeah, <laughs> I think last year I put in for one refuge, uh, pretty much every Saturday, and I think I drew once. In the in the whole thing, and it used to I draw like every other. Or, I remember, you know, three or four times in a row. Um, was last time you drew an opening day refuge? I mean, opening day reservation. Mm, like seven eight years ago. Yeah, I was. Uh, I got drawn. I called. I remember, I called you guys. I remember like, three o'clock in the morning. Three in the morning. I got drawn opening <laughs> day. Who went with Josh? Went with me. Because you were supposed to go, but then I think you guys got drawn. Yeah, it's been a while. And you didn't want to leave, you know, you couldn't yeah. leave town or whatever it was. So yeah. Josh Webster ended up going with me. It was okay. It wasn't nothing insane. But I'm sure you guys had a better day, actually. <laughs> but so we're not trying to make it sound hopeless for anybody out there. But it's it's 
It's a lot harder than it used to be. Yeah. And I, I've noticed, too, the competition at the refuges is a lot more stiff, you know? Oh, man. Um, Just more people are accessing it. More people are coming through the sweat lines, you know, that didn't draw a reservation. So, yeah, you've definitely had to adapt, you know? it's I, Me, personally, I get used to one refuge, and I like to hunt it. Mm-hmm. I, I learn it. You learn where the birds are. Yeah, and then this last year, I really had to be more uh, diversified and willing to go to a different refuge and explore new possibilities, learn new hunting spots, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, adapt, you know? Um, a lot of people like to hunt hunt the mornings, and um, I love the mornings, but you get a lot more competition, it seems like, in the morning mm-hmm. um, versus, you know, hunting at other times. And um, so, yeah, you just got to be flexible and, and move around. I mean, we have, we're fortunate to live right here in the in the Central Valley, and we have a lot of refuges in pretty close proximity to us, um, which makes it nice. So we do have options versus someone that lives, you know, down south, way down south, or yeah, they. I mean, I think they have good hunting down there. Those mm-hmm. guys actually do really good for what they got, and I'd like to make some trips down there this next year for sure. But they just don't have that. They have to drive a lot farther. Yeah. I mean, they may have two just or three. Access. Yeah, and then they got to drive. If they, we can hit. 30 minutes, be a refuge. Man, we, yeah. yeah, and plus we can hit multiple other ones in 30 minutes. Like how many? Yeah. Like four or five? Yeah, four or five pretty easily. Whatever, easy. so. Yeah, and. As far as the lottery goes, okay, so let me. I don't know if we finished. We might have to come back to the, the um, reservation thing. Because, I mean, I think we explained that, kind of covered that pretty good. Yeah, you can you can put in, you know, you can make, refuge, you can pick one. Yeah, you can pick one refuge, click on one button, and it puts you in for every single day. Yes. Or you can manually go in and pick each day. Specify which day you want. And exactly. that's what I do because I'm like, okay, I know I got to work this day. I'll hunt Wednesdays. You know, I get, yeah. I'll end up getting a lot off. Or, or, you know, even if I know I don't know if I get off, maybe I can make it happen later. So you guys can do that. Like Travis said, it's 14, 15 days. You got to make sure you do it in advance. So don't, don't wait because you'll go in there and it won't even allow you to click on it. But now jumping into the other topic of lottery, and then we're going to get into some stats about drawing too. But for lottery, a lottery is a deal that's set up here in California. I don't know how it is in other states. Well, I shouldn't say I don't, but, and then Travis, remind me to let's touch on the topic of like, the competition while you're out there because I went to Canada. I remember just, t- I don't know if you remember us telling you about that. Guys were rolling out of there at 8.30 and mallards were literally landing in their spread. And they were leaving. <laughs> and you know what the reason was? This was multiple groups. I'm not talking about just one set of guys. This was flooded corn in Kansas on a public refuge. Oh, uh, the game's on. The game's coming on at 10 or 11. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're committed, bro. You're leaving. I mean, they could have shot their limit of mallards in 20 minutes. It was like they didn't even. And I'm thinking, dude, if it was like, it's all right. If it's like that at our refuge, there you'll never see that. No. There never. Ain't, you'll never see that. Is it because there's more guys or it's just a different mentality? It's a different mentality, I think. Yeah. Here, I mean, maybe those guys, you know, I think people in Midwest are a lot more laid back. And they may have more uh, more uh, options, more. you know, they could maybe 
maybe if they're or used to it. or something oh, yeah, during true. that time, you know. Uh, hunt whitetail yeah. in the afternoon. True. Um, we're here, you know, you might see a deer every five years. <laughs> Unless it's in somebody's front yard. So, I don't know. Are you gonna... maybe, maybe they just, they, they have more opportunities, like I said, you know, to hunt different species versus here where it's like guys that hunt ducks, you know. That's, yeah. that's our number one thing. Guys, ducks. let me jump in here real quick. I forget to say this at the beginning of the podcast, but if you guys enjoy these podcasts, we've had Chris Aiken, the Vietnam one. If you guys can do me a huge favor and go ahead and give it five stars, give it one star, give it whatever you want, I guess. Um, let us know what we can do better. Let us know that you like it. Let us know what you'd like to see or if you like what it is and write us just a quick review. It just takes about two minutes. Really helps us out and gets the podcast out there. But jumping into the lottery, okay, so the night before you can go. Is this pretty much every refuge, right? Is there any refuges that don't have lottery? I don't think so. I think everyone I've seen. Or, or Wait a minute. Is, to get on. is that our close one here? Do they yeah. have a lottery? Uh-huh. They yeah, they lottery. do. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So you go in and you put your name down. And depending, let's say if it's 6 to 8 or 5 to 8 or 7 to 9, every refuge has a different time. You would go in there, and they give you a number, and all that number is is just when you signed up. Like if I was the fifth person, I'd get number five. It just they just hand out numbers. Random numbers, yeah. Random, or is it random, or is it well, just it's not in random? Order? They hand you an order. order. In order you get it, but then yeah. they then they scramble them. Yeah. Okay, and then, um, the the cutoff time when they stop taking numbers, they'll close the doors and they'll do a drawing. They'll do a drawing and. Uh, and they just throw them up on the the glass, face out, so everybody can see. And let's say if I, I'm number five, so I look down at that, and number five will say, oh, you're number 6,427 <laughs> <laughs> in the refuge. And then that's the order you go in. It doesn't have nothing to do with your, your original number. That original number gives you the number, your walk-in number, basically, I guess. I don't know if that's a proper term. And so that means after all the reservation guys go in, okay, hopefully everybody's understand this. I'm not going too fast for people that aren't don't know about California duck hunting. You the reservation guys go in, and then up next will be the lottery guys, and then you'll go in the order that you drew. Okay. And then the last but not least guys go in. Is the old dirty sweat liners, and that's just whoever show, showed up first. Yeah. How many times have you sweat lined, Travis? Many times when I was younger, I never even put in for reservations. I was strictly sweat line. Still, um, you didn't have the money, extra money. Yeah. There. Yeah. No. High school and college didn't have the money to uh, to put in for it, so I would just sweat line, go out there and. You know, take what take what was left. Um, I don't even think I even knew about the lottery system back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did did your uh, um, Randy? Did Michael? He, no, we never put in for reservations. He didn't. Did no. he know about it, or he just? Didn't I don't do know it? if he if he did, he didn't pass it on to me. And I don't know when I started learning that you could actually put in a reservation for a refuge. But um, when did you finally who? How'd you find that out? I don't even remember. <laughs> I was like, why do these people get one before me? Not. 
But um, hey, what's the longest you waited? Okay, guys, sweat line. So you're the bottom of the barrel. You didn't put in. You didn't have the money. You don't want to spend yeah. it. So you come show up. When's the earliest you've shown up at the refuge and sat there until opening day? Uh, a Thursday night. And there was people that had been there since the Monday before. The Monday before. Yeah. So hunt day was on Saturday. And yep. people were sitting in the parking lot on a Monday. Yep. To be the first in the sweat line. What are they doing? Rotating? Shifts? <laughs> what garden? Who's... Dude, I don't know. I don't know. That's unbelievable, dude. But, yeah. I remember one Thursday we went out. We said the Thursday, uh, stayed all day Friday, woke up Saturday morning, and couldn't find the car keys. <laughs> Did you get in? <laughs> yeah, some guys gave us a ride in. Oh, that's right. Um, they gave us a was ride Josh in. Josh with you on that one? Uh, it was Josh and I and my dad. And um, so we, we, we they let us off at this spot. We were in the back of their pickup. They let us off. And I realized that we were in the wrong spot. So these couple guys were coming along, and they're like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, well, we were, we're in the wrong spot. They were like, they had one of those little, uh, I don't even know what you call it, those little toe things on the back yeah. where you hook it into the hitch. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're like, just stand on the back of that thing, and we'll take you to it. Just bang on the window when you're ready to go. Well, these guys take <laughs> off, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, and they are flying down these roads because they want to get to their spot. And so I don't know. They're going 35, 40 miles an hour. <laughs> we got decoys. We're holding guns. Oh, yeah. Um, I was in the middle. No, I think I was on the middle or side. No, my dad was in the middle. So I was holding on to him with one hand and holding on to the edge of the camper on another one, and Josh was on the other side. These guys are jamming on the road. We're bouncing along. And finally, I figured we're just going to fall off this thing and die. And um, so we started banging on the windows, and they kept going for about another two or three minutes. And finally, they stopped. <laughs> and they let us off, and um, we hunted. And then uh, I had to call my wife, who was very happy to hear that I lost the truck keys. So yeah. she drove, uh, I don't know, I think it is probably about 45 minutes to drop me off the keys. After, like the extra later, keys. Later, like later. when you were ready to oh, leave. Oh, yeah, when we were ready to leave. Yeah, she was really happy. No, yeah. actually, she gave them to Josh's dad, and he drove out there to oh, meet us, and he okay. went duck hunt with us. So Oh, yeah, that's I, not I think, or, or she drove out there, I can't remember. That's been I bet you she a remembers. long time ago. Oh, yeah, she remembers very, very vivid detail and reminds me every once in a while. Very detailed. Yeah. So that was, that was, an, hey, that was my experience. shout out to all the wives of duck hunters, man. Yep. And, and it's very important, uh, you young single guys, before you uh, decide yes. to get married, to find a girl that uh, will allow you to pursue your, your passions. Um, Take in, notes, please. In the field. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, your life could not be could as be miserable. good as it is now. So, so when you choose, choose wisely. Travis, we, me and Travis, have grown. I've grown up around Travis, and I can truly say, Travis has seen the harsh realities of my spouse getting irritated, and I've seen on his <laughs> side. But you know what? Both our wives are pretty good about. Oh, it. they're very good. Yeah, I mean, okay, one time and. A season, Sarah made me like sick of it, but yeah, she didn't say one thing last year, not one thing. And I hunted last year more than I've ever hunted. And you know, I'll tell you what, as you go along in your marriage, it gets better and better, you know, Does as it? far as it seems like it, you know, they're, help, more, brother. they're more flexible, you know. <laughs> I, I guess they realize they come to grips with it, yeah, you're not going to change, you know, and it's what you love. And 30 um, years. yeah, I mean, and look at, I mean, guys. The hardest thing for me is that last day of duck season. In a way, sometimes I'm, I'm ready for it to be over because mm-hmm. I'm just wild from going every weekend, mm-hmm. every chance I get. But then about uh, 
two weeks later, I go into this, uh, my wife calls it my depression mode where mm-hmm. I'm, I want duck season to start again. And we have nine months in between seasons. So that's a long time to wait. So, Dude. hey, you know, three, three and a half months or whatever it is when it's we, we actually get to hunt, long. it's not that long. I know. Yeah. So guys, get a good girl out there that don't <laughs> mind that. You know, and if she wants to take her along too. Yeah. Sarah has no desire to go out there. I don't know if Tamara, Tamara's went out there. She went out she? there once. I, we had some waiters that didn't fit, um, which is my fault. I told her, I go, do not walk out into this pond without me helping you. Um, it was her and my sister, and they turned around, and they're both trying to go across this pond, and my wife, uh, boots got stuck in the mud. You know, she lifts a foot. Bloop. Falls over in the water. Oh. She went back to the truck, and... Um, you ruined her. She changed her clothes, and then she ended up sitting on the bank, but she's been two or three times out there on junior yeah, rounds. She's, I remember. She's really enjoyed that. But, yeah, um, yeah going back to, to the to the reservation thing... Um, yeah, it just seems like there's just a huge influx of hunters. You know, we talked about accessing the refuges now and um, competition's stiffer. But um, there's opportunity there, and, yeah, just got just to gotta roll the dice, and hopefully, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, you get that, that notification that says that you're, you're one of the lucky people. I guess when you go over that, yeah, you get, you'll get an email. Yeah. And a letter in the mail from the Department of Fishing Game. Yeah. So if you see that thing in the mail, that's good news because it ain't telling you you didn't get it. The only time you're going to get one of those letters, because that is your ticket, guys. That's your golden ticket, like Travis said, to get in the refuge. You have to have that. Do you think they'd let you in if you just showed them online that you were drawn? I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. Would you, you want to take the chance? I wouldn't want to take a chance, but you know, there's people that probably you know that they go to one refuge and the people know them there. Yeah, and true. So I think that that happens occasionally. You know, um, another thing we haven't talked on is, um, you know. With all this money being dumped into our our refuge system, with the you know, hunting license, the stamps, the reservation, you know, fee, you know, what what is this money going towards? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have yeah. you have, have you personally us. seen a seen a an improvement in our refuge system locally? Um, and compare kind of compare our refuge system here compared to up north, you know, as far as how it's maintained that's a huge difference that's, yeah that's a big difference don't I you think those. yeah i mean the roads walking out there yeah the way it's set up everything hey, guys shout out to rocky barking in the background i know you guys heard that we're actually on our back patio it's actually nice doing it out here huh yeah weather's nice except for when you got dogs barking in the background but you might hear me slapping a couple of mosquitoes yeah uh well tell us give us some stats on this California refuges as far as our money. I mean, come on, man. You know, how much money did you say was going into it every year? Are us duck hunters um, putting into it? You know, I, I looked at that and, and I, I misquoted what I I, I told you um, something wrong. That, mm-hmm. was, that was actually uh, how many ducks were killed annually, they estimated. How much um, was that? It was like 1.3 million Are ducks. In just California? In California? Yeah. Dude, yeah. how do we have any ducks left? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to look. You know at what though? How much I was think spent. Arkansas is like several. I mean, I have to look that up. We're have to give you. So give us some stats. So counts. what they what they said in here that uh, one point three one million um, is the duck statewide harvest. Two hundred thirty nine thousand geese. Um, number of waterfowl license sold annually. This says fifty nine thousand three hundred. Um, that's for California. So basically, we're comp- we're competing with fifty nine thousand three hundred mm-hmm. people. Um, ducks per hunter was 23.2 was the average. 
Um, geese 5.4 average cost of resident waterfowl license like i said 4834 cost of resident state duck stamps 2109 uh, federal duck stamps is 25 dollars a season pass um 16905 and we, have, we don't talk about season pass we reservations talk about that. but uh season pass is kind of nice because what that allows you to do is if you're hunting refuge and it pretty much stinks um you can walk you can go to another refuge and if um they have spots open you can just go into that refuge. Otherwise, um, you have to purchase either a one-day uh, pass, which I believe is twenty-two ninety-four, and a two-day pass is forty-eight thirty-four. You know what, Travis? Just tell us real quick. What do I need to hunt? Uh, what What am I going to purchase to access a refuge? Let's just say you're non-resident. I mean, it's the same thing. Oh, except okay. you're going to pay more. So basically, you're going to pay for um, if i want a season pass hunting license you know if you're a duck hunter out of state you have your federal you're gonna buy your federal duck stamp which is good for any state okay. that's two things and then you got your uh state duck stamp that's three and then you're gonna need you fill out that hip or what is that hip oh yeah i mean it's I free there, there's no charge for no that. it's free but you still gotta yeah and then uh you're gonna have to have a uh a, a, a harvest one, it's a harvest harvest stamp something, or something. yeah yeah then you, you're gonna have a have to have a pay a fee to get into the refuge now that's another thing if you you have to, if you want to get into the refuge you gotta uh get a day pass you gotta get a pass and a pass cannot be purchased at the refuges here in california anymore Ooh, that's a good point to bring um up. so you know if you show up to the refuge and you go hey i got my duck stamps i got my hunt license here i want to get on the refuge and you don't have a pass uh you're not getting on to the refuge so you have to purchase these at uh different you know vendors that have them like walmart or big five or yeah, someplace like that. You got to you got to have that pass, or you're not getting onto the refuge. And you can purchase a one day pass, a two day pass, or a season pass. And like I said, the season pass is one sixty nine oh five. Um, for a non resident, yeah, that's that's only how much more than ours. That's only like thirty. Or oh, I don't know bucks. about for a non resident. I'm not oh, sure. Oh. I think I think it's the same. I don't it's think the they, same. I don't think that varies. Yeah, the day passes are. Yeah, it's, it's the just same. the hunting license. The only difference. Yeah. So, that's that's some of the stuff I had in. Um, yeah, it says there's more than 59,000 active duck hunters reserving a blind or refuge um, in California. And this thing says it can be as tough as uh, saving a table at Chuck, e. Cheese, at Chuck E. Cheese Grand Opening next to a middle school. Tough but not impossible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was such a perfect so. analogy. <laughs> so every once in a while you get lucky, you know. But... Yeah, there's lots of opportunities here. I was sitting there trying to find the bird. Like, uh, how many? Are you sure that's that many ducks killed in California? That's what this thing is saying. Yeah. So that's a lot of birds. I was trying to find Arkansas. Compare that to it, but uh, it's saying that 9.3 million mallards pass through Arkansas every year. This right here says, according to harvest figures released by U.S. Uh, Fish and Wildlife, Louisiana hunters killed more than 2.7 million ducks last year. I don't, more it doesn't tell any, you Arkansas? I don't see Oh, it, it says they're that, the most? It says more than any other state and more than all the ducks killed in either the Atlantic really? or Central Flyways. Speaking about that, dude, you hear about the... the oh, my goodness. The flyway on the East Coast. Uh, what is that called? The... Eastern Flyway, or what is yeah, that called? The it's Atlantic. Not the, the Atlantic Flyway. Did you hear about their drop huh. and what birds they can kill? No, did they go down? Dude, it's like two. Oh, man. It's two or three. I could look it up real quick. I know I'm, guys are 
yelling at the radio right now listening to this. It's two, it's two, or it's three. It's, it's, that's bad, dude. That's horrible. I feel bad for those guys. Like That's some expensive. Uh, we can shoot seven here in California. Yeah. Five drakes, two, two hands, or seven drakes. But you can't shoot no more than two hands. That's for mallards, though. For mallards. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, pintails, we just dropped back to one again. Yeah. Which I honestly don't think that's ever going to go above one again. Probably not. You know why I say that? Because two years ago it was one. Then last year they went to two, and they dropped back to, to one. one. Anytime the government does something like that, and I don't think it's coming back, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I had a stat here, and I lost it. On um, I was just showing the stats for the reservation system. I didn't really research that too much, like how much that's changed. Yeah, I thought you had it pulled up or something. I did earlier. Um, and then two guys on these on the California refuges... It depends. Okay, so there's some refuges where you're assigned a blind or you're assigned a pond or you're assigned a pit, and it could be a two-man pit, a three-man pit, a four-man pit. But I just want to tell you guys right now, if you have a refuge like that, you're golden. If you had a reservation and you got that, you can sleep in the – a lot of times, if I get something like that, I'll sleep in the parking lot till an hour before, 45 minutes before shoot time because I ain't fighting – a Russian to beat anybody out there. But when you're sweat line or your lottery and you're you, those guys are going in there, like you said, 30 miles an hour, which isn't even keeping the speed limit. You're supposed to only go like 10 or 15 miles yeah. an hour, but dudes are wanting to get their spot. You know, and it could get, it's making it me chaos. I'm just telling you that right now. So we can do a little comparison here. Uh, pick a, pick a refuge in California. Just random. Pick one. Mm, Sacramento. So Sac Refuge. All right. So they had, last year they had 110,702 um, reservations were put in over the course of a season. 110,000? Yes. For 2,514 potential um, openings. So that's, you know, basically there was. So what's your odds? Um, one in what? Like 50-something? Well, you know my eyes aren't what they used to be, so you have a one in 44 chance, and that was this last year. For Sac. For Sacramento. Yeah, a one in 44 chance. So let's look back. Uh, let's let's just see. You know, We talked about the influx of hunters. Let's go back to what year did you say? That, where it 2001. Kind of, kind of took off? I um, only can go back to 2002, 2003. Here. Oh, really? I thought I'd go back farther than that. So let me see what this thing says as far as what Sac was. Let's, let's see, do a little comparison here. So Sacramento, there was uh, 79,218 um, applicants for 2,497 spots. And you had a 1 in 31.7 chance oh. versus 1 in what we say 44. 44. Yeah. So, so it went up 13. So you're, yeah. Worse. So, I mean, it went down or what up, whatever you want to yeah. call it. So I, I, you know, I think it just kind of shows that there's more people. I'd still like to see a 2,000. To see what it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it pull would pull that up to access a refuge. So yeah, I mean, I, I you know I've been hunting since I was nine. In your house, do I have to go there? Oh. <laughs> Forty six. So I mean, I definitely I think there's more people accessing oh, the refuge system. But my question is, is that bad? I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it would it's be just it'd be nice if there was more. I mean, California. You know, basically, what do we have? We have 
you're gonna pay high dollar for a club or no a landowner unsurmountable yeah. prices or no no landowner or or if you're just an every day you know average working Joe and you don't want to spend you know anywhere from what three to a million dollars to hunt ducks each year right um you you're gonna access the refuge system. I bet you some people don't even believe us that that's what it's costing. I'm telling you guys right now. I oh, know million for a million dollars a seat? Yeah. I've that's nothing. It. Yeah. I know one right in the Butte sink that, that that's what they, that's the, that is the um, initial cost. I don't a know million, what he a pays a year. A seat, yeah. Yeah. He might pay another 300000 a year for that. I don't know. Yeah. I know that for a fact. Butte sink's kind of a popular area, California, for birds. More so mallards. You want to hear something interesting about the six worst states to duck hunt in? <laughs> the six worst? Yeah. This is the six worst states for duck hunting. And this is recent. New Mexico? Yeah, that was one of them. The West Virginia is number one. Really? It huh. says that there's only a thousand or so active duck hunters. And they only shot 4,900 ducks in 2017. Wow. That's nothing. No. But it mean but there's not that many hunters though. So how could you really say that's a bad state to hunt in? Yeah. I mean, a thousand hunters. That's it. That's not very many. I wish that's and they what killed we had. four thousand. They only killed four thousand birds. Forty nine hundred birds. Forty nine hundred. And they did shoot fifty six hundred geese though. So. But still, that's not a very high average. You want to hear Indiana? I know we got people in Indiana that listen. Uh. It says, I mean, this is nothing compared to West Virginia, but it says they shot 90,000 ducks and 47,000 geese. But compared to what you say, did you even read the duck stats? It was it was one over 1 million ducks and how many geese? Did you even say that? Here? Yeah. Yeah, 1.3 million, million ducks, ducks. And how many, how much geese? I forget how many geese it was. That's what happens when you get old. You can't remember things. Arizona's just looked at. Arizona's on the third, and that says out of. Uh, it doesn't say the amount of hunters, but it says twelve thousand. Well, that's terrible. Twelve thousand ducks and eighteen hundred geese. Okay, here's an interesting one. New Mexico. You said New Mexico, but I was listening to a podcast the other day. Who was that? Oh, I think it was. I think it was Duck Gun Podcast, and he was saying. He was talking to um, Dave from The Finisher. Oh, he, yeah. I need to have him on the... Actually, he's a nice guy. I met him. I'm going to try to have him on the show as well. But anyways, he was talking about it kind of being a hidden gem. That New Mexico is actually kind of a hidden gem. He was talking about river hunting. And he said it's hmm. really good. But I'm just thinking as a whole, as a whole, the whole state, you know? Yeah, it's probably not like known, obviously, but I'm I'm sure there's hidden treasures in every state, which you know they're not going to want nobody. I mean, yeah, why publish why that? Why spread it? that? Yeah, but yeah, you know, I I see a lot more people just you know what else I think made a big impact, um, you know, on some some things is is Google Earth, you know, Earth. and that helped you know people. Um, can access areas that way, you know, talking about a little bit about access. I know it's not particularly on the topic of reservations and stuff like that, but, you know, if you get out there and look, you know, at the refuge system, it's not a best option. A lot of people float rivers and 
you know, to access access that. So the refuge system can be tough, you know. I, mm-hmm. Sometimes you just get tired of not drawing a reservation and dealing with the crowds and so It's frustrating. You look for, for options. It's frustrating, man. Yeah. I mean, like you said long ago, I'd get, I'd get a lot. It wasn't a lot, but it was a lot more than it is now even. Just yeah. like, say, seven <laughs> years. And then we get into these conspiracy theories where you think that, you know, people oh, from... We could go on that. <laughs> people that are not in the area seem to get drawn for for the refuge that you want. Yes. And, um, you know, also it's, it's like, hunters. are they doing that to, to uh, bring revenue into that, that area? You know, people travel, they spend more money for hotels. Dude. And, how many, out and... yeah. how many? Yeah. T- how many times have you we been at the refuge and oh we're from the Bay Area? <laughs> yeah, Bay Area or L.A. I'm like what? L.A. Yeah, driving. You drove five, five hours? hours. Yeah, I know. But I mean, we drove. I mean, we'll drive three hours. Yeah, I mean, we've refuge, done it, but, but it's just. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. I mean, you, get, you know what though? I'd drive five hours too if I got drawn a really good refuge. I mean, yeah. Bottom line, I would. Yeah. I don't how many ducks are down in L.A.? I don't either. <laughs> um, what was I going to say, too, about... Uh, oh, also the other conspiracy about new hunters. Was that not last... This last year seemed like the all these brand new hunters their first year that they were getting... Like Barney. Oh, how many getting, reservations he drew? Dude. Yeah. I mean, he drew almost... If, he put in like for a lot. Week. He put in for yeah, a lot, but dude, they drew a ton. Trust yeah. me, Travis. I guarantee you didn't put any more than I did. <laughs> you don't want to know, guys, how much money I spent. The most I've ever spent. This last year? Mm-hmm. And you know what? Did you draw more? No. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I didn't. And this is a this is a reality check, guys. This is California Refuge, honey, and lottery and reservation. <laughs> but... Okay, that was a, that was what we were gonna bring up. What's that money? Is that money going to help us out? I don't because know. That's a lot of money. Okay, look, I'm gonna say three hundred bucks. One so, hunter. Yeah. And how, how many hunters did you say in California? Did you read that off? Or no? Fifty nine thousand plus in California. Yeah. Do the math on that. Well, well say they even spend a hundred bucks. hundred bucks. Okay, that's, that's five point nine million, right? Right. Just where's on, that money going? Just on reservations. Or is it just on reservations? It's a reservation. That's not your. That's, that's not your passes. That's not your, your stamp or your stamps or any of that stuff. Yeah, I don't know, dude. You know what I'm saying? That's I, unbelievable. I yeah, I mean that's I, actually unbelievable. When you start thinking about it, I don't know what water costs them. I mean, they're the, they're the federal government. Does the water cost them anything? I don't know. I don't know, but let me ask you this: What about all the stuff that's broken down on all these refuges? Yeah, the pumps and pumps and can't there's no pond, there's no maintenance. It. Yeah, they don't they don't maintain the the levees. Don't look like they've been cleared off or smoothed out you know do you think it seems like it's gotten worse over time i do i don't know it seems like well the refuge that i like to hunt a lot it seemed you know eight nine years ago they did a much better job of just keeping it cleared out keeping the ponds cleaned up and um you know one pond i guess they said that they couldn't get in there through the flooding every year and so basically it's it's a jungle and then a pond that another pond I found that you know was like oh this is a good mallard pond, um, you know I heard that they hired some contractors to come in there and they basically turned that pond into a moonscape. Um, I think there was like one little patch of tulies out in the middle of it, mm, and yeah, yeah. they totally annihilated the habitat there for uh, for mallards. And um, just in two years, bam, it's gone. Gone. I mean, literally. Gone. And the way they did it, I don't know how long it's going to take it to come back. You know, it could take years and years and years. You think? I don't know. That's one thing, guys. We're 
we uh, started a chapter here with the Delta Waterfowl, it's the Grasslands chapter. And our my goal, our goal, all of us here in that chapter's goal is to like try to really help the local refuges. Like, I mean, I'd go out there and drive a tractor and a disker. And if they'd let you. If they yeah. let me, which I don't know. We're going to try, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Anything with the government, you got to do 50 tests and uh, sexual harassment class and, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, what else? What kind of other things PG&E make you do, Travis? You forms, know, lots of forms. Lots of forms and and uh what's that called when you watch those slideshows? Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Falling so, asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Four forty five comes early. Yeah. It's time. Is that what you're trying to say? You ready to go to bed? Well, I won't have any trouble falling asleep tonight. I gotta get up at four fifteen. Ooh. That makes you feel any better. I'll get a little bit more sleep than you. I think we covered it more. pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, guys. So if you do have more questions and you listen to this podcast, you can check us out, Mid Valley Mercenaries, on Instagram and just shoot us a message and something you'd like to hear, a topic, whatever it may be. We got a lot of guests coming. It's just been real tough with the work schedule and, and you know, getting guys, to us together to do these podcasts. But... We're keeping them out weekly, every week. We've got a new podcast coming out. This is um, episode six. So, you know, it's it's fun. It's cool meeting new people already through it and getting to talk up to them. And like I said, I got two more guys that I'm probably going to record another one Wednesday. So that will cover a couple of weeks. We might even drop two in one week. So it's really awesome. It's, I enjoy these podcasts. I hope you guys are too. If you, Like I said, give us a review rating. It helps us out, and uh, we got to get Tuck Travis in, get him into bed, and <laughs> give him his binky. Yeah. Don't don't let him turn that AC down too cold tomorrow. Oh, at work? Yeah. Are you getting cold in there? Are you, wear, nah, are you wearing a hoodie I'm, in there? I'm good. Not, no, no hoodies yet. <laughs> yeah. You're slowly acclimating for his four long years. Like, oh, it's I'm too trying. cold in here. Trying, <laughs> <laughs> guys. We got new merch. You guys got to check oh, yeah. it out. I'm gonna it's check bad. that out. I, I haven't I got to check it I, out. I man. haven't either, dude. I haven't opened the box. I have to crack open that box. I got 60 pounds of merch. It said UPS said it's sitting in my hallway. Got a lot of recons- uh, remodeling going in my house. We got new wood floors, so we're gonna get off here and go check it out. If you want to see it, it'll be on Facebook, Instagram. I'll probably throw it up on the channel too. Um, guys, there'll be links. In uh, the description of this podcast, where you guys can like go click on it and check us out and stuff. So, hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, me and Travis are signing out. Yep, another day, another dollar. Thanks for joining the MVM show. We'll see you next time. All right, take care. Yeah.